Hey everyone, welcome back to an all new, brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killers. Once again, and of course, thank you, as always, to continue to join me as we talk about these serial killers that we never heard of or don't know or who's just unidentified. If you had missed any of our latest episodes or any of the seasons please go back and catch up and do that right now because you don't want to miss any of these because this is where you come to get your serial killer fix of course viewers discretion is advised because we're talking about murder violence and possible drug use but of course we're talking about murder and violence because that's why we're here let's just jump right in and talk about ivan hill also known as the 60 freeway killer or the South Side Slayer. Ivan Jerome Hill was born on March 30th, 1961 in Los Angeles. Ivan grew up in a socially disadvantaged environment, his father being aggressive towards his wife and children. On Christmas in 1968, Hill's father shot his mother in the face with a 22 caliber rifle and was sent to prison. Despite the serious injury, Hill's mother survived and later divorced his father. Ivan ended up acting as a caregiver to his siblings by the time he was 10. So this had to happen when he was very young. And this is the kind of upbringing he had. So, I mean, you can just tell this is, this is all he knew. Hill spent his teens in Timona, Pacoma, excuse me, attending Pacoma High School. During his school years, Ivan was involved in sports, being elected team captain of the school football team. Most of his acquaintances from those years spoke very positively of him. In 1978, a year before graduation, Hill became addicted to drugs and lost interest in studying. Suffering from financial difficulties, Hill began leading a criminal lifestyle in early 1979, committing several thefts. So once he get on drugs, it's just like downhill from there. In January 1978, Hill, along with accomplices, committed several robberies. On January 23rd, 17-year-old Hill and his accomplice, 18-year-old Vincent Myers, robbed a liquor store in Glendora, during which Myers killed one store employee and severely wounded another. For his crime, Vincent Myers was sentenced to life imprisonment with no chance of parole. As a minor, Hill was found guilty of complicity in murder, but he received a short sentence due to cooperating in the investigation. During his detention, Hill graduated from high school, receiving his high school diploma. He later studied at one of the local colleges, after which he received parole and was released in the mid-1980s. After his release, Hill spent a lot of time in San Gabriel Valley, constantly changing his place of residence. He worked as a day laborer, storekeeper, and forklift driver at various times. In the late 1980s, he was rearrested for theft and convicted. Hill was released again in February 1993. Having problems with employment, he was engaged in low-skilled labor and soon returned to his criminal lifestyle. In 1993, he committed several additional robberies. He was arrested in early 1994, convicted and sentenced to 10 years. While serving his 1994 sentence, a blood, a blood sample was taken from him. He was due to be released in February 2004. 
Still, in March 2003, his DNA test showed his profile corresponded to that of an unidentified serial killer who had been who had left DNA evidence during attacks on six women in different suburbs of Los Angeles from November 1993 to January 1994. Based on this, in November 2003, Ivan Hill was charged with the murders of 37-year-old Betty Sue Harris, strangled on November 1st, 1993, in Pomona. 31-year-old Roxanne Bates, a Pomona resident whose body was found four days later in Chino. 36-year-old Helen Ruth Hill, no relation, strangled in Walnut. 35-year-old Donna L. Goldsmith was found murdered on November 16th. 34-year-old Cheryl Sayers was found strangled on December 30th, 1993, in the vicinity of Pomona. And 33-year-old Deborah Brown, whose body was found on January 12, 1994, in Ontario. The trial of Ivan Hill opened in October 2006. His lawyers tried to get an indulgence for him because of Ivan had been abused as a child, arguing this ultimately led to mental, emotional, and behavioral problems. Hill himself claimed that the murders occurred while he was in an unwell state of mind, characterized by complete confusion and uncontrolled impulsive actions. So when you go to court, they don't care about any of that. They really don't care. They just care about getting the person who killed all these people and just throwing them in jail and either giving them life without the possibility of parole or the death penalty. Like, they don't care about any of this. He can sit there and throw himself in the mercy of the court, and they'll still just won't even blink an eye, bat an eyelash, nothing. So it, it really didn't matter for him to do that. Hill stated this resulted from a depressive, depressive disorder that he developed in September 1993, due to a follow-up with his girlfriend, his dismissal from work, and his drug addiction. However, the court considered these circumstances insignificant and found that Hill was sane at the time of the murders. He was convicted of six murders and received the death penalty on March 21, 2007. In late 2008, based on the results of another DNA test, the investigation connected Hill with two more murders. In May 2009, at a new trial, Ivan Hill was charged with and pleaded guilty to the murder of 35-year-old Lorna Reed, strangled on February 11th, and San Demise, and the murder of 23-year-old Rhonda Jackson, killed on February 27th, 1987, in Pacoma. The court sentenced him to an additional life term without parole. As of November 2019, the 58-year-old Hill is still alive, and waiting execution on San Quentin State Prison's death row. So there you have it. I mean, it started off really good. He he had a bright future ahead of him, despite the fact that his dad was allegedly beating on him. That's what he says. And, you know, apparently the court didn't believe that, but I feel like that was the case. He shot his mother in the face with a rifle. So if he's sitting here and he did that, there's no telling what he did to his kids. And do I kind of feel bad? You know, sometimes when I do these stories, some of the stories make me do feel kind of bad for them, but other times it don't. And in this situation, he was just led down the wrong path. He started out great. 
he almost graduated high school, but then he needed money. So he did stuff to get quick cash. And this is literally how it always ends. They, they start up robbing and then the robbery gone wrong and then somebody dies and then it just goes on from there. So with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this crazy nightmare of a story. Please tune in next week for our next unknown serial killer and we'll get into the mind of them. Like I always tell you guys, please be careful who you talk to. You never know who they killed. See you guys next week.